Here in America, work is in trouble. We've offshored our manufacturing, sent away good jobs, and lost so much ability to make things. American Giant is a company that's pushing back against this tide. They make high-quality clothing, sweatshirts, jeans, dresses, jackets, and so much more, right here in the USA. Visit American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order when you use code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com, promo code STAPLE20. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yo! Welcome in to the House of L podcast. I am Lawrence Holmes. Thanks so much for being a part of this episode. As you may know, I mean, hell, it's kind of in the name of the podcast. I am a bit of a geek. I love my sci-fi stuff. I've been watching a lot of the Star Wars stuff, and I've felt like we should probably talk about Boba Fett. And I wanted to talk about the whole thing. I enjoyed it. I didn't enjoy it as much as Mandalorian, but I did enjoy it. I'm tired of Tatooine, though. I I have tired of that. I'm good on Tatooine. And so I'm sitting there going, is this an episode where I spend 30 minutes by myself just talking about what I like and don't like about Boba Fett? Or could I get someone to hang out with me and help me out? Well, my former score mate, Ben Finfer, is as big a geek as I am and in some cases might be a bigger geek than I am. I was like, I should just ask Ben to come on and we can just talk about Star Wars. And guess what? He was up for it. So that's today's episode. We are talking about Boba Fett and Mandalorian, and we might even sprinkle in a little bit of Marvel for you. Ben Finfer joining the show to talk Boba Fett here on House of L. Well, thank you for doing it. I love, uh, it's good seeing you, first of all. My dog's about to crawl up here in a second. That's all right. Uh, he uh, he also likes Star Wars. Um, no, I, I I love Star Wars. I will say I'm not like a, I'm not like reading every little piece of background on it because I learned my lesson from Force Awakens that a lot of that stuff is kind of just BS. Um, but I am loving that they're trying to expand the universe, and I don't know that they're hitting every mark, but it's better to have some content than no content at all. So I I think we're in a pretty good spot with it. Okay, then let me start here. Let's start at The Mandalorian. When The Mandalorian comes out, what was, how did you feel about what you were thinking it would be versus what it ended up being? Okay, I love Mandalorian now. I loved it from the beginning. I'm I'm thinking back. That came out before 
uh, Rise of Skywalker, right? Correct. Yeah, um, because that's really what soured me on those Star Wars universe right now is how terrible that movie was. So I was still feeling good about it when Mandalorian came out and had high hopes, um, not only for how the movie franchise or trilogy would end, but but how the shows would be. The show actually lived up to the hype or exceeded it. I mean, I I think it's fantastic. And um, I mean, I love that we basically got another season of it here. It's like Mandalorian season two and a half is what we just got with Boba Fett. But uh, I think they found a winner with Mandalorian and Grogu. And I hope that they just include them in everything. Looks like they're going to. It felt like at the beginning, I'm just sitting there going, like, once we discover Grogu, I'm like, oh, so this is the marketing arm of of, of, of Disney. Yeah. And I'm going to fall in love with this character and not know why and all of that stuff. But I, I thought that it was so germane to the Mandalorian story that it, it 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 was not just it was not just a bit it was something that was going to fundamentally change who that character thought he was and who he ends up being yeah yeah i also love that it expanded our perception of the star wars universe like we had always been except for rogue one i suppose like on the Skywalkers and Solo. And here's a guy who like, I don't even think he'd ever heard of what was happening in the rest of the of the galaxy. You know, like he didn't follow the news, I don't think about uh, the empire. Um, he knew about it just because of his daily life. But like when Luke showed up, he didn't know who he was. And I like that. I like that it was, a, it was a veering away from what we had seen. It was kind of a different tone, but still Star Wars-y enough too. Right. We we got an opportunity to learn. I mean, we we've probably spent too much time on Tatooine, but we we've got yeah. an opportunity to learn more about the people. Like like I I think that's one of the best things that's happened from The Mandalorian and Boba Fett is we have a better sense of how the everyday citizen inside the empire how they're living their lives. And, and, and it was a kind of an afterthought. Um, I mean, we kind of knew about Naboo, but we didn't we didn't know how people were like it, it felt like it was a very Gold Coast story. Yeah. And now we've got some actual some reports from the south and west side <laughs> of the galaxy to you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I know. I totally know what you mean. Like, it, it, I mean, we've all, I think, had enough of Tatooine and we're not done with it because no. The Obi-Wan series comes out in May, and that's going to all be on Tatooine. So, uh, you know, we're still going to get Tusken Raiders and Jawas and Rancors and all the same things we've had before. But that's why I liked Last Jedi, too, was because, again, I don't think it was perfect. The side quest was weird, but it did try to show you that, like, not everything's just about the same people. Um, and then, of course, J.J. Abrams said, no, screw that. We're going back to the same people. <laughs> uh, but I kind of liked Last Jedi for that reason. And I think with the series, they have the ability to do more of that, like sort of see what's happening everywhere else. You know, I want like someone to like hear the news about what's happening with the Empire or whatever and be like, who cares? We've got our own problem story about here. Yeah, and it's you're right. It's like galactical problems versus personal 
problems? Like what's happening locally? What's going on down the street for me? Am I going to have enough bread? <laughs> yeah. 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 Like I want someone to be like, I don't follow the news. I, I hate what they're doing on the news. <laughs> uh, because like, you know, that's how it would be. And if this universe were, if this galaxy were real, the, most people would be like, great, good for them. Let them figure that out. We've, we've got our own issues to figure out here. I agree wholeheartedly. So when... But that's all I was going to say, though. Go ahead. That's kind of what was good about Mandalorian was that that's what it was, was that he didn't know the story of the original trilogy or the prequel. Um, he was in the same Star Wars galaxy, but not part of the same story that we knew, which I liked. And I hadn't read any of the Mandalorian fiction that was out there already. What do you think of the of learning more as someone who didn't you know dive into the readings of it of learning more about the Mandalorian creed? Um, it reminds me a lot about like the you know not to get too into like a religious conversation, Please. Here, but it, rem- it reminds me of the conversations you hear about religion in the real world. Um, like you know, it's kind of okay to believe in these things but this mandalorian creed the the one sect that he had been a part of seems to be a little bit too locked into the creed uh whereas the other sect was more of like the liberal wing of the mandalorian creed and i (laughs) i think i think i appreciate that more um but i do think it's been a good interesting part of his character and his development through the first two seasons and then a couple episodes in boba fett you're seeing him grow. You're right. He's going from the the orthodox sect of of his creed, and he's he's like, okay, um, is this all there is? And then then everyone else is like, oh, you still do all that? You you yeah. still you still do the thing where you don't take your mask off? Like that's really that's, weird. That's the one I don't quite understand. Like here's Mandalorian, Din, Jin, whatever his real name is. Um, Din, I think, and and uh, he's done all these amazing things. They're like, wait, you took your helmet off? Oh no, you're out. Get out! You're, you're no like that is strict rules right there. Yeah, that's a super strict, very very strict. When, what was your feeling about the concept of doing a Boba Fett series? I uh, I don't know if this is sacrilegious to say. Have never been a big Boba Fett guy. I know like he's the cult hero of these movies or at least the original trilogy I, for me he never was because he tried to kill han which you don't touch han like that's my guy uh, that's that's what i like that's indiana jones and anyone who tries to kill him is the enemy so i never liked uh him. and he also you know his dad tried to kill samuel L. jackson uh it, which isn't cool either though mace got the better end of that um so I've never been into it. I've never needed more Boba Fett, but I'm fine with them trying things. So I was okay with it and I didn't hate it. It was fun at times, but I don't think it was a home run by any stretch. What was missing for you? Um, a reason for it to exist. Like, why did they feel they needed to make it? Uh, what, did we, what did we learn about Boba Fett? You know, he became the the new big crime boss um, or mayor or whatever his, you know, whatever his role is. 
but why did he want that? Like, where, where did all that come from? We didn't really know anything about him to start with, other than he died in the Starlack pit, so we thought. Um, but we, where did he go with there? Like, the most interesting part of the series was Mandalorian and Grogu and uh, their connection to Boba Fett. So I would have liked more reason to care about Boba Fett's story other than like, oh, yeah, people really liked him when he had four lines in the original trilogy. It's funny because I, I felt that the first couple of episodes definitely were trying to set you up to understand him. And I would have been satisfied if 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 his rebirth really ends with him him training and and finding oh my god like there's a new way for me to go about my life now that I now understand what it's like to be enslaved and I've grown from that experience and and there there was growth like there was growth in the character but I'm not sure that it it and maybe this is the way that a bounty hunter would twist it. Like the idea of we don't need anyone giving us orders. We should just be doing the crime stuff the way that we want to do it. We don't need any overlord to help us out with it. Yeah. I also thought it was, um, it was Cad Bane, I think, who like was saying like, you know, Boba Fett fought with the empire and like Cad Bane was a bad guy. I get it, but he was right. Like, Actually, Bofet was not, uh, to me, a likable character, but, you know, I think people have been dying to see this for a long time. And I think there had originally, there, this was going to be a movie, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. They had originally slated it to be one of the one-off movies, but I think after Solo didn't do well at the box office, they made this a series, which is too bad, because I think this could have been a better movie than a TV series. Um, it felt like to me, but... As a as a Han guy, how did you feel about Solo? I liked it. I actually thought it was enjoyable. I mean, I don't think it was award winning. It wasn't Empire Strikes Back. It wasn't something that I would just go around saying, "Oh, it's the greatest thing ever made." But it was fun. I mean, if you liked the original trilogy, there were a lot of fun references. Um, I thought the connection between Han and Chewie was like believable, as far as how we saw it end up becoming in the later movies. So. I don't know. I thought, and what, what was the, the kid's name? Uh, Aiden or Alden Emmerich? What's his name? I don't even I remember even, his name. I thought he was fine. Like, there was a lot of criticism for his uh, acting. I don't know. That was a fun movie to me. Like, that's what those movies should be. It didn't have to be great, just enjoyable. Let's go back to Boba Fett, because that, just like the series, it seems to walk away from Boba Fett and then come back to Boba Fett. Yes. When I was watching it, what I did like and what I've liked about the the Mandalorian is you do it does kind of vibe with the idea of this is a space western and we got all of the homages to westerns like here's the the reformed gunslinger who is now out to save the town and he has to save the town from drugs and biker gangs and everything else I mean back in the day it would have been guys on horses but I understood what they were trying to do as a western did you feel like it it hit good notes I thought it was fine again it was enjoyable I thought the action scenes were great the train heist or whatever that was early in the season I think it was episode two that was a good scene 
Um, even though there was really, it didn't go anywhere. I thought the action in the last episode was pretty fun, but I don't know where it was better than Mandalorian. And Mandalorian was the exact same concept of a Western where every episode he was showing up at a different town and helping them out and then moving on to the next town. But they, they did it right. I mean, they, they nailed that. And I didn't feel it as much with Boba Fett. I thought it was too much like Mandalorian, just not quite as good. Like they could have done this as part of the Mandalorian series rather than give him his own thing. Right. They could have made two episodes where we get into the life of Boba Fett instead yeah, show of the Boba, show the flashback of him, his hand coming up after being eaten in the Sarlacc pit and the whole thing. But um, I thought that would have made more like, you know how in Marvel, as it turns out, the Incredible Hulk is a great side character, but for whatever reason, just doesn't work as a lead. Uh, or maybe that's just bad writing or bad directing. I don't know. But I think it, he just did a better character as a side character. I feel the same way about Boba Fett. I think he would have just been better. Keep him as a side character. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. And hopefully they'll do that going forward. Do you think that our, the, the, the royal hour obsession with Boba Fett has to do with how cool he looked? Like I, I mean that seriously. Like as an action figure yeah. on the screen, it was a different look than other characters in Star Wars. And is that why we're like we got to get more Boba Fett, man? A hundred percent. I think his his uniform, his outfit is the reason people loved him. And there's nothing wrong with that. It is cool, but you know it is the reason because now everybody who wears a helmet in the entire galaxy, it looks just like Boba Fett's. Like the, whoever designed and made that thing is making good money because they're just selling these things to everybody. Yeah, it, that, that was a huge part of it. I think, I mean, I think it's been documented. There was no intention of Boba Fett ever being anything in the original trilogy, right? He just sort of came out of nowhere because people loved him. Um, and now they've turned him into to one of the main characters. So it's crazy. I was, I was having a conversation. I think I was talking with Bernstein about this. I think it's amazing that Ming-Na Wen has become an action hero in her 50s. Like, between yeah. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and and now this, like, the idea that she just kind of, as Fennec Shaz, she was, I thought she was great. Like, I look forward to every time that she was on the screen because I knew she was going to get off a great line, and I felt like, not that anyone was slacking, but I felt that she took the role very seriously and i appreciated that about her she i wish she would have been in more of the series i think she was way more interesting than boba was um and she didn't get to do that much like in that last episode she was hardly in it for some weird reason yeah like, she she's, she was she was gone so that she could go and yeah you're right like it was like all right i gotta go i'll see you guys at the end of the episode yeah, they just wanted the big reveal of her coming in at the end and, you know, assassin killing all these people, which was a great scene, but where'd she go? I don't know. I thought she was awesome. 
Um, and it, it is cool that she became an action star at that point in her career. It's like how Liam Neeson in like whatever age he is, is like the number one action star now. He's got a new movie coming out now. Yeah, it's like it's taken seven. Like every movie he does. Never quiet, buddy. Um, yeah, no, he's like every movie now is the same exact plot, which is fine. It works. He's a good action star. But yeah, he's going nuts. Um, hey, Neville. Go ahead. Go tend to him. It's totally fine. Yeah, he, he's seen uh, another dog outside. Oh, oh, then it's on. Then, then, then it's on. I got to protect the house. I appreciate. I also appreciated. I I'm a big Rosario Dawson fan, so seeing them add her to this universe has been really cool. And I I thought that there were some really cool things beyond, like inside Mandalorian and and in Boba Fett that we got to learn. So about her, but I I want to I want to talk about Luke for a second. How are yeah. you feeling about the de aging and and all of the 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 graphic work that they did to not just give us a cameo of Luke. We got a whole episode of Luke. Yeah. Um, I think they made him. I like that they brought him back, first of all, because it just reminds you of watching Star Wars as a kid and loving it for the first time. And I have no problem with them doing it. Um, I think he looks okay. They got that part better in this series than in the last episode of Mandalorian but the voice was off wasn't it mm-hmm. I mean was I don't know if it wasn't Mark Hamill it didn't sound like him I think all. it was but I think they did some sort of like the scrubbing of his vocals too yeah I, I that was my biggest issue I think it was amazing that they're able to create this character who looks kind of like the original actor 30 40 years later um, and I don't expect it to be perfect, but uh, th- I just thought it was weird that the voice didn't sound like, because Mark Hamill is like a great voice actor. He probably could do an impression of himself when he was younger. Um, but I, I think that was a cool little few scenes in that episode between him and Grogu. I would really love to know, and maybe we'll find out in the next season of Mandalorian. I, and I don't know how this is going to be expressed because Grogu doesn't talk. Why? Why did he choose the life of the Mandalorian versus the life of Jedi? Does he need it? Don't we just assume that it's because he, he loves Mando? Yeah, I, mean, like, I, I think that's that's probably the reason why. But And yet still, he's kind of using Jedi shit. You know, yeah. like he's still, he's like, well, look, these couple things that I learned while I was hanging out with Luke, they might be helpful. I mean, it's like you, you leave college early. They don't make you leave the things you learned there. You get to take them. A guy knows his tricks still. So I have no problem with it. Uh, I think it's great. I think, I don't know if we're going to see Luke again at any point. Maybe they'll go back to him. But um, I do think it's weird. Tell me what you think about this, that they did that in Boba Fett. Like, why wasn't that part of Mandalorian season three? That's kind of odd to me. I don't really understand the thinking behind that, except that they just don't want to waste time with it. But it was like the reunion was pretty cool. I wish it would have been part of Mandalorian. Do you think that maybe they did it because there wasn't enough there there for the Boba Fett story? And so it's like, well, because they basically took two episodes off. Yes. 
right? They gave us a Mandalorian story inside the book of Boba Fett. Yeah, I think what probably happened is they originally said, let's do a five episode miniseries. And then I don't know what happened at some point. Like, hey, we should make this seven. And they're like, wait a minute. We don't, Boba's not that interesting of a character. Really. <laughs> don't really have, he stays on one planet. At least Mando goes from planet to planet. So I, I don't know. Yeah, they, they just said, what do we have in the hopper for Mandalorian season three? Let's take a couple of those episodes and move them to this one. How are you feeling about seeing a Wookiee actually go full Wookiee with Santo? Yeah, I, I like, uh, you know, Chewie's really the only Wookiee we know. Um, so it's kind of cool to see another one. I mean, I always seen others, but it's kind of cool to see one who's just like badass. Not that Chewie isn't, but, uh, you know, he, he was a lot nicer. He could at least have a friend like Han. I don't know. I don't know if that was happening here. So. I love the Wookiees. The Wookiees to me are the greatest. I mean, they don't get enough due for just always being there, but never being the star. Have you had enough of Tatooine? Yes. Oh my God. I'm so sick of Tatooine. But and we were just saying, they're not going, they're going to keep going back to it because there could be another Boba Fett down the line. We don't know. We know uh, the Obi-Wan series is coming up and that has to at least take place in Tatooine for a little bit because it's supposed to be after Revenge of the Sith. Um, so it's going to be the aging into Sir Alec Guinness. I don't know how that's going to happen either. Um, but yeah, like, show me some... I'm sick of desert planets. Thank you. Period. We've seen enough of desert planets. Every movie and series has taken place in one. There have to be other settings that they can try out. So I hope we see some of that in the future. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of hoping that we see something... It doesn't have to be Aquaman, but, you know, but... I would love to see, I uh, give me a, a a Naboo like type place where I could actually see other types of people and how they live. I mean, I get that you're 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 really trying to make sure that you cater to the mythos of of everything that's come before it, but I'm with you. Like that's enough. Like that's enough desert for a long yeah. time. And that's what I think um, we were talking about before, where it'd be nice to see them expand the story more because I think they do this so that they can give you all the nostalgia of like, oh my God, there's Boba Fett. And oh my God, there's Jawas. And like, I remember those from the original movie. Somebody wrote in one of the recaps I read, I wish I remember who, about the last episode that it was like someone was just playing with Star Wars toys. You don't even know what, why they're fighting, but it's like, you know, it's just like, pew, 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 pew. Here's and, a Rancor. Yeah. Just, here we go. Like, Yeah, I got the Rancor from the Jabba toy set. So I thought that was a perfect description. Like, we need more than just the references to Star Wars. We know it's Star Wars. Um, it's okay to leave Tatooine and desert planets and try some different things. And that's what Ryan Johnson did, and people hated it, so maybe that's why they're afraid of it. But I hope they try it more. As a Star Wars fan, what do you need from the Star Wars universe going forward? Um, I think you and I would agree that Marvel has aced it, right? With what they've done, uh, especially leading up to, to Endgame. We'll see what, they, what they're doing here. I would love to see that from Star Wars. Like They have equally as compelling of a setting, of a background, they have plenty of material to work with, even if it's not canon from the old books that have been written. 
comics that have been written, cartoons, the animated series that they've already brought into it a little bit. So find a way to do something similar if you can. Um, you've now created some cool characters, Mandalorian. You're going to have Ahsoka as part of the story more and more. You can bring in a lot of these people and have it lead up to something. But I also think that means they have to figure out the movie situation, mm -hmm. which is completely lost. Like, what's the next Star Wars movie? Do we know? I don't know. We, we don't know what it is. We don't know when it is. I mean, they've, they've hired and fired, it seems like, every director in Hollywood at some point. So I'd like to see some direction with where this is going. I mean, like Avengers, you feel like they always have something planned. They know where it's going. This, there could be some entertaining shows and scenes, but where is it all headed? That's what I would like to see from the Star Wars right Do, now. Does it matter to you? Like, could the Star Wars universe live in television series or does it have to, for you, go to the big screen? I think it needs to be both. I think the TV series is awesome because it does allow you to do some different things and try some different things. But I don't want it to just be series. First of all, again, I do think there are some stories that are better suited for the big screen. Like, again, Boba Fett might've been better for the big screen because there just wasn't as much there there. You could have probably taken five episodes and squeezed it into two hours and it would have been a lot better. But um, I think it's Star Wars. Like it has to be big screen, right? I mean, this is what we, we fell in love with movies. So I, I hope they're not done with that. Um, they, I just think they're so lost. They don't know what they want. They don't know what the fans want. Maybe they're worried too much about what the fans want. Like Marvel has their act together. Talk to them. Figure out how they did it, because that's what you should be copying. Right, right. Um, I really enjoyed the Marshall in both series, and I'm and I think Timothy Oliphant is just amazing. He's he, and like we know he can do that role. He's done he, it his whole career. Like yeah, we he, we yeah. know he can do that role. I feel like that's a character worth building out, and I'm glad that he's in a back to tank. Agreed. Uh, I, the back of tank is great because it, you know, no one can ever die that you care. Like that's their explanation for everybody coming Just back. Throw them in there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> get Han in there if they still have the back of tank thirty years later. Um, but yeah, no, that that he's great. I think you can do a lot with him. But again, the problem is that he's on Tatooine. Like, if you if we're pining for them to get off of that planet you might be looking at leaving some of those characters behind um, and going somewhere else. But he's he's kind of funny. He wasn't as funny as in, in this one, but it's a fun character. And if they're trying to build like their Magnificent Seven group, then I hope he's a part of it. I hope he's a part of it too. Man, I loved you doing this, man. Thank you so much. I was glad to have someone to kind of talk with Boba Fett about because – it's a bit inside, like, it's it's a bit inside of, like, the Star Wars stuff and getting people who aren't Star Wars people to buy in, I, I think it, honestly, I think it's difficult. I think that it, they did, had an easier time with The Mandalorian because it wasn't an established character. You know what I mean? For, yeah. the, for, the, for public consumption. I also think... Baby Yoda was the big thing for that. Um, yes, I love the action scene in 
Star Wars fans love some of the references to things that they had read about before. But then Baby Yoda made it bigger than just the Star Wars fans. It was, you know, something that appealed to everybody and became a, a hot toy. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think that's why it was a great series to start with. Like, they have something with Mandalorian. You can do a lot with him. Like, he could be your Iron Man. So I, I hope they just keep working. And it seems like they get that. I mean, they brought him into the series. So they know they need to do as much as they can with him. Ben, thanks for doing this, dude. Uh, thanks for having me. It's fun. I mean, there's going to be plenty of uh, Star Wars series over the next several years. So, you know, we can keep going back to it. Or we can, the next time you're on the podcast, we could do Marvel, the, the, the fourth iteration of the Marvel movies, and we could talk about it. Yeah, that works for me too. I, I love what the they're doing. I don't exactly know what their end game is, no pun intended, but I trust Marvel Universe to figure it out. Like, They've earned the, that. There was a part of me it. that felt like guys like us that grew up with it and were like imagining, well, what will this look like if we can ever get the technology right? I felt like at the end of Endgame, they were like, we took care of you. Now y'all can go. We're going to go in and we're going to move in a different direction now. But you're right. I think they've earned they've earned us to be like, I don't know where it's going yet, but let's see where it goes. Right. I mean, how often do you go back and watch Infinity War and Endgame and just, again, pardon the expression, marvel at what they accomplished with that? It, it and to think about all the movies that led up to it. Like, I, I don't know that anybody could actually replicate it, but everybody should be trying because that was perfect. The way that people reacted inside the theater during Infinity War, like at the end of Infinity, I'll never forget it. And I'll never forget the way that people reacted inside of Endgame. And it's, it's yeah. funny, like I was traveling this past week and I have stuff that's on my iPad when I travel, you know, just stuff, download stuff that I want to watch while I'm on the plane. I never delete Endgame because I know that if I put it on, I'm going to be entertained and I know that there'll be something that I missed, even though I've seen it 20 times. There's something that I missed that I'll pick up on this time. Yeah, and I still get goosebumps uh, in Endgame, of course, when they all come back and fight together at the end. Uh, Spoiler alert, I suppose, if anybody hasn't seen it. <laughs> but the one that actually still gives me goosebumps the most is in Infinity War when uh, Captain America and Black Panther are running alongside each other. Yes. In the, in the, because, like, they're so much faster than everybody else. And I'm like, okay, it's on. Now, like, these guys are fighting together. And, you know, like, they're both cool. And, and then, of course, watching now, Black Panther just makes you sad. But, it does. Uh, um that scene is so awesome. I, I love watching it over and over. And and I I mean now we're going into like all of this stuff, but like the hero's journey that Thor takes in Infinity War, like it could have been oh, yeah. its own movie. For sure. Do you ever like when's the last time you went back and watched all of those again? Because Thor changes way more than any character. It is crazy. And I know that was like the writing and the directing was different and Taika Waititi's the greatest, but, um, and Chris Hemsworth's good too, but that that is like, his character is so different in those first two movies compared to what he was by the time he got to Endgame. I thought that, that Hemsworth did such a great job of keeping the funny, 
but also allowing Thor to, like there there are moments when he even at the end when he's all messed up and he wants the redemption of the Infinity Gauntlet. He's like, I'm the strongest Avenger. So what are we doing? And it's true. It's like yeah. he is the strongest Avenger, and he never like does that. Like he never puts himself above anyone. But the way that he handled that character and made us he made us care about that guy. And and by yeah. proxy, we end up caring about Loki. Yeah. Even though Loki's annoying, but also kind of redeemed himself in the series. So it's great. I, it reminded me when you're talking about Thor being the, the strongest in Infinity War when he shows up and and Banner is like, oh, you're all in big trouble now. Right. You're all dead now because Thor is back. Watched, when I watch that, I'm like, yeah, let's go. Thor's there. Still, <laughs> I mean, th- like those. that's what I mean. Marvel killed it. But Star Wars could do that because they have they've built up that type of stock with all of us. It's just really screwed it up with like rise of skywalker specifically they they missed the mark on that so um they have like the material there so i hope they're working on it because it doesn't seem like they're going anywhere with the movies especially right you got a whole network to uplift so you might as well you might as well do what you got to do yeah exactly yeah well, well thanks uh, dude no, yeah no thank you this is fun i love it I, and you know what i would be watching anyway but now I'm going to have to start watching with more discerning eye if you're going to be asking me. My yes. Yeah, I can. I can. I'll figure out another way for us to connect and do this again and talk about the geek stuff because there needs to be room for that, too. Absolutely. I agree with it. All right, brother. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Lawrence. So, yeah, we we put together a special to talk about Boba Fett, and I hope you enjoyed it. I really, really hope that you enjoyed it because I enjoyed it. I enjoyed talking with Ben, and I enjoyed being able to geek out and mark out a little bit. That's that's part of the fun, right? That's part of the fun of what it is that we can do with some of this stuff. So thank you wholeheartedly. Thank you for checking us out. I hope you got what you needed from the episode. If you got thoughts, comments, House of L podcast at gmail.com is the way that you can hit me up and let me know how you feel. I'll talk to you next time with a great guest. Dan Weederer is going to be our next guest on the pod. You're going to love the episode. I'll see you next time. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.